Welcome to the Thought Echoes podcast, where we have an opportunity to listen in as people reflect on their relationship with their thoughts and their creative work and how it's changed since their brain injury. My name is Beth Bonnes, host of the Thought Echoes podcast. Thanks for joining. My name's Bob Phillips, and uh, I am recovering uh, from an injury uh, that is about four plus years old now, and uh, but still being treated by a, cardi- uh, a neurologist and uh, take medication for it, um, which I'll talk about later. And uh, I have uh, uh, never realized the impact that one what I considered a small concussion can do to you over a period of time. Um, How I got my concussion was we were skiing in Snowmass, Colorado, and uh, we had skied there the previous three years. And uh, I knew the runs and everything, but the the, uh, ski area hadn't had fresh snow for over three weeks. And what they were doing was producing man-made snow, Mm. which makes it like concrete, the the ground. Um, So I was skiing with my wife and uh, another friend, and I was out front, and there was a place that we always stopped uh, coming down this one hill. And I stopped, and as I started stopping, my skis kicked up loose, snow and my tail got caught and flipped me over backwards. I had a helmet on, but the hill was sort of sort of like this. So I fell farther than I would have normally fallen. And I hit hard enough that I just didn't see stars. I saw a flash about this big. So I'm on the ground and Lisa, who had been on the Mount Bachelor ski patrol, skied up and said to me, did you hit your head? And I said, no, I knocked the wind out of me. And she said, you couldn't talk if you knocked the wind out of yourself. And I said, I knocked the wind out of me. And she asked me again, did you hit your head? And I said, well, maybe. Yeah, I guess I did. And she said, how do you feel? And then uh, a ski patroller came down and wanted to know if I needed to ride the sled down. And I had ridden sleds before and I said, no, and we weren't that far from the, the, the injury place, the ski patrol hut. And Lisa said, hey, I'll uh, follow him down. We'll do real slow, and we did. Uh, but I'm down on the ground. I've been skiing 40 plus years now. I couldn't figure out how to undo my skis. So Lisa had to get down and undo. Oh, I, I could see it in your eyes. She could see it in my eyes that I didn't know what I was doing. There was something wrong. Um, so she undicked my skis. We got on the skis and I slowed down. I went into the shed and they had a nurse in there and I walked in and sat down. She said, what'd you do? I said, I hit my head. She said, how do you feel? I said, I think I'm gonna get sick. I thought I was going to, you know, so she ran over and got a bag. I never got sick. Second question she asked me, she said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 70. And she said, we need to send you down to the hospital to get a CAT scan and a uh, uh, whatever. What was the other thing? I 
the CAT scan. Just the CAT scan. CAT scan to see if there was any action. So I went down to Aspen where they had a really good hospital. They're used to dealing with skiers. And uh, I was able to uh, get my CAT scan. The, the, the uh, nurse practitioner who was in there said, okay, first thing you have to do is get rid of your helmet because once you hit, they're no good. And I said, it's a brand new helmet. She said, nope, it's done. So that was a bummer. And then I went and got it done. And I also had gotten a, a, a little whiplash in the neck. So my shoulder and my neck was hurting as well. Uh, so I went and got all that done. We, we had the doctor came in and uh, I asked him, uh, when can I ski again? He said, next year when you buy your ticket, maybe. So, you know, that ended that. And so we drove home and uh, I normally drive most of the way between Phoenix and uh, uh, Snowmass. And uh, I could drive less than an hour. Uh, and so Lisa had to drive all the way home. Uh, we got home. I scheduled an appointment with my normal doctor and, and she knows I'm a consultant. And uh, when it was really interesting, she said, okay, uh, did you keep reading and did you keep working on your computer? And did you keep uh, working on your phone with your clients? And I said, yes. She said, what happened? I said, well, I would get a headache. She said, you know, Bob, it's not only resting the body, it's resting the mind when you get a concussion. And that's very, very important. So uh, that night I went home and I'm going, yeah, right, sure, no problem. I'm, I'm reading my email on my phone. We're watching the Winter Olympics and all of a sudden the headache hit and holy crap. So I backed off and really took it easy on that. So that, the, the next thing that real over the next six months, we saw a major person, two major personality changes. First of all, I could not get in a group and speak or talk or be around people. And if you knew me, you know that it's like 180 degrees away from who I am. And Lisa noticed we were doing a, uh, a, a trip with our rotary group and she asked me to do something and I couldn't figure out how to collect money. And it was from 17 people, from 17 people I knew. <laughs> so that was the first thing. The second one is that I became very short tempered and flew off the handle and just was in your face like, like that again not me. So as we talked, we went to my doctor and she recommended a, uh, a uh, MRI. the MRI and uh, another and going to a uh, neurologist. So, so, and I've been under his care uh, ever since. It was, the funny part was when I first went in, uh, the doctor uh, that was there who treated me uh, you know, I did all of the walking and the, those lineup things and stuff, but I had failed the memory test uh, that they give for Alzheimer's and I failed that. Um, and when he saw that, he said, well, we need to do another MRI and check you out and do some things. And so 
but that's when I started on medication and, uh, you know, uh, we found that the one medication uh, that they put me on eventually put me asleep or I'd be in the zone. So we back off on the, 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 the dosage and uh, uh, it got, so it was really balanced. So I could be myself and not be in la la land or, you know, Lisa said we really, she noticed it when I was staring at the wall while we're watching TV. So, so since then, again, the medication has really helped. I, I know uh, I take a, a second pill that if I know I'm going to be in a group or I have to do a facilitation or, you know, I'm going to be in a crowd, I still get real anxious about that. So that particular, I take that medication and it calms me down. Otherwise I get real short and snappy. So but it's, uh, it's been a real learning experience and uh, gained a real appreciation for injuries that, you know, I've, I've hurt myself doing sports all my life, but I never hit my head. And when you injure your head, it's a whole different ball game. Well, it was helpful to have Lisa notice because it'd be hard. For, I mean, you noticed, but having somebody be able to talk to you about or giving you some feedback must have been uh, irritating, but helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was at first, uh, but the more I realized I'm really it. I'm going to make you go back to the doctor because I noticed the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, she's the one yeah. that made me go back to the doctor because of my anxiety. And it was, it was really, it would go, you know, and it would be instant. It wasn't that you slowly wrap up it would be i would feel it and and then i began to recognize the symptoms mm -hmm. so and even now uh we have a deal where if i'm ramping it up and she'll just tell me go take a pill and i know oh. calm down yeah chill pill yeah, yeah, your, your safe word is take a pill <laughs> exactly. the next question i want to ask you was just how um how has your relationship with your thoughts changed? If you can parse that out. I mean, you talked a little bit about the anxiety level and whatnot, but if you just kind of look at the filter of how your thoughts, how you, your relationship with your thoughts before, and then kind of now after the injury, what would you, is there a difference in how you? Very much so. Uh, and even um, where I find it most, uh, unsettling is when previous to the injury, I could be facilitating uh, a meeting or facilitating uh, one of my clients and stuff, things would just flow. Now I have to, and wait for it to catch up. And sometimes I can't even find it, you know, and that's, that's a big change. Uh, and again, it's like being able to discuss subjects and what you've been through and uh, uh, the experiences you've had, especially from a work standpoint, uh, that was hard. That was really hard. And uh, yeah, I still today, uh, I have this one client up there who has been my longest client over 25 years. And, he, you know, he's become a personal friend as well as that. And the first session I did, 
was with his group. Uh, he's got a, only about 18, 19 people in his company. So when we do these summer sessions and, and their planning sessions and work sessions, I know everybody. And the first one I did, I had, I, I, and nothing was coming out. I said, oh, had a senior moment. You know, I was able to joke about being older and stuff. He knew the history and what we were doing. And he said, uh, you know, nobody would have noticed if you hadn't said anything. So, but I did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has been really difficult for me personally uh, to not be able to respond quickly and process that. It's the wheels, you know, and I guess, you know, you can look at it. I'm 75 now. So, you know, being 75 as well as having a head injury, I got a multiplier effect. Right. That's the way I look at it. Right. But yeah, the things have things and things really change. And it's, uh, I think at times I'm better about it, but there's times I still get really lost and have to, to have to think about it. Does um, your level of sleep or whether you've exercised and eating, you know, all the things that we kind of do with the kids when they're little, it's like, okay, you're off. Did you eat? Did you have your nap? Did you, so with your, just kind of your, your healthy ecosystem, do you notice how you perform? I don't mean it to be that um, business related, no. but that you interact more where you feel like your old self, so to speak, if you're taking care of yourself? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because if I don't eat right, that's when I get irritated. If I don't get enough sleep, that's when I get irritated. Uh, and I think those are probably the two most, you know, and pressure, you know, there's sometimes, you know, there's a pressure from having to get something done for a client or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad because I don't have as many clients anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, and you know, it's because I now have a lot of the work and this is a rotary club. So guess who has a lot of responsibilities? <laughs> they did ask me to get into the, uh, the chain with uh, officers you know, to become president of the club eventually, I told them, no way, I've done enough of that crap. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a good worker and I'll take on committee assignments, but don't ask for, for me to be ahead of the, the group. So. The next thing I wanted to ask was how is your creative outlet? And I know you, you're an author, mm -hmm. so you've written, although I, and you obviously write for work, but when you think of a creative outlet, for Bob, what does that look like? And I'll say, think about that. And then I'm, I'm interested in what you did kind of for your creative outlet before and then how it has impacted. And maybe you didn't, you were too busy and you really only have done creative stuff now, so. You know, the, the true creative, the writing and art or those things is not, ever been one of my creative releases. My creative releases have always been managing, you know, coaching, that kind of stuff. And so I still have two of the people I'm coaching right now are returning co uh, coaches, you know, that, that they sought me out again when I've coached with them, coached them before. One who was, uh, at ESPN when I coached him the first time. 
and now he's with Pinterest, but he's never worked in a startup high tech company. So uh, he really, you know, he came back and said, you know, I want to sign you up for a year. That's probably a good idea. So, and then uh, the other one that came to me was the guy that uh, he was the CEO of Dave Killer Bread when Dave's was sold. Mm -hmm. And I coached him for a year during the process. And then that was like four years, five years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, He called me up last August and said, I really need your help. And I meet with him every week with no timeline. So, you know, that, that, but I can, I think that's my creative outlet. Uh, And with, like I said, with the rotary, uh, you know, I've, when I joined the rotary, you get a red badge first for you to decide whether you want to become a Rotarian or they want you to be one. And I had a red badge and they asked me to take over the second most important fundraising event around. That was before my concussion. And like, a, you know, you know, somebody asked me to do something, I say yes. But it was a, a challenge. And there was the guy that had uh, done it to two years before, had a heart attack, so it was no help. So, you know, but that's, that's my creativity in those kind of things. So then how do you see, with that being your outlet, how do you see your relationship with that changing? Is it any different from what you've already talked about in terms of, you know, the letting your thoughts catch up with you and just interacting with people in a group? It's the same with them for, for the most part, but a lot of the things they're asking I've done so many times that it's a, you know, boom. So, so you, you did the book. Um, uh, when was that? That was back in the nineties. No, it was, uh, it was published in 2003. Okay. Okay. Um, and have you done any, any joint authoring since then? Or was that? No, kind of- I've done a lot of articles. I did a whole series for the federal, uh, federal ethics, uh, people and stuff. Um, I, I talked to Larry about doing an update. Our, our book is still selling. I bet. You know, and, uh, but it's really dated with a lot of the, the, the issues like WorldCom and, you know, those kind of things where over the last five, six years, we could have had a lot, (laughs) but you know, we're, Larry and I are both the same age, and he really he'd lost his wife, and uh, so he really wasn't up for it. And uh, I'm not up to writing another book. Yeah. So, I and I periodic, I, I still write articles for uh, um, use in my own work. You know, like the 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 I worked with an executive team. That's why I was up in Portland. Mm-hmm. And the majority of articles I gave them were ones that I wrote that were specific to issues that they needed help with, you know, around uh, how you work together, how you communicate, uh, how, you, you know, in difficult situations and those kind of things. Okay. So, you know, and I'm able to utilize a lot of years of experience, to, you know, to, to do that. And that's, you know, I give them some roadmaps and it's up to them whether they want to use it or not. Right. So good. That's. Good. I guess I do do still some writing, but I don't like the book part anymore. Understandable. Um, next question was: If you could go back in time, 
what would you tell your pre-brain injured self? Uh, don't take for granted good health, uh, clear thoughts, and um, to be cautious at times. You know, but even being cautious like I was when I fell, Didn't. you never know. Right. So, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, I think that uh, sometimes uh, relationships are very important to me. And I think they're, uh, that not losing track of people I got little, really kind of lazy about that at times. So, you know, I mean, look at how I value our friendship. I mean, it's not, I mean, because we worked on a project together, it turned out to be a really good friendship, you know? And that time we saw you guys in a restaurant and all that stuff. Um, you know, that's, that's what's really important to me is, you know, the relationships I've built up over the years and, I think I took some of those for granted. I don't now. That's good. What advice or encouragement would you provide to someone who's recently had a brain injury? Be open to help. I think it's the most important thing. I, I really didn't fully understand what I had become as a result of that. Um, injury. And I think we sometimes, especially, you know, people who had, you know, I, I had a sports injury and I played sports all my life. So I thought I knew, you know, I was going to be okay because I had always been okay. Uh, and I think I would tell people when you have an injury, when you have a stroke, when you have something, don't take it for granted. Seek help. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of times the help is right, right next to you because they know you better than anybody else. So now I, I did have some friends that said, if Lisa hadn't said something, we would have. And it was more of the reaction and anger and, you know, getting in, you know, being snappy with them. They saw that part. They didn't see the anxiety part. So, yeah. but that's the advice I would give them. Because I, I think that, you know, we as adults don't seek the help we need. And uh, when you're injured, it's, it, there's a big, even a bigger blockage, so. Yeah, I identify that. I identify that. Well, good. Is there anything that you think, I was gonna ask you what creative projects you're working on now. And so you've still got your customers, I mean, in terms of working with your clients, that's your creative outlet, so you're still, what the, what's one that you're really excited about? Um, well, I, I like what I'm doing in the Rotary because I'm president of our foundation. Uh, I've just accepted the uh, role to uh, co-lead the uh, biggest fundraiser we have. So that and my clients and no, this has really been good, Beth. It's <laughs> uh, you know, when I. Uh, uh, I hope it's what you wanted and what you hope to accomplish. And Thanks for joining me this month. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, leave a comment, and subscribe. Until next month.
Take a moment and hug someone you love.